Hey gamers, this is Joe from What I'm Playing Now, and I have episode 115 of the podcast that was originally recorded on May 17th of 2016. Some of the games I played for the week. Clinic. Oh my god, what a brain burner, but what a spectacular game. Clinic, and I haven't even dug into the three expansions I have for this game yet, and it's spectacular. I also played some more Pathfinder Adventures, which I think I'm going to go finish up some more right now. Some Seven Days to Die, and then I talked about a few of the games I want to play. Enjoy the episode. Hey gamers, welcome to the games. This is Joe Luzzi from What I'm Playing Now, and welcome to episode 115 of the What I'm Playing Now podcast. Hey, as always, send me some email. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can also join us on our board game Geek Guild, which is guild number 2440. Just do a search for what I'm playing now. You'll find us there. On Twitter, at what I'm playing now is our name on there. On Facebook, just do a search for what I'm playing now. Our Google Plus page is plus.google.com slash the plus sign what I'm playing now podcast. And then, of course, as always, our Twitch channel is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. Okay, let's jump into a few of the games I played for this past week. My Pathfinder Adventure card game meet up to finish up this season of Righteous this coming Sunday. It has been a couple of weeks since we've actually have played that one. But we're going to talk about Pathfinder Adventures, which I have been playing here in a little bit. But let's get to one of the first big board games that I played for the week. And pretty much, pretty much the big board game that I played for the week was a game called Clinic. Clinic is from designer Alban Viard, and Clinic is a very interesting game. I'd say this is pretty much a pretty much a heavy euro. If you're looking for a heavy euro and you want to basically do like a sim hospital in a board game, this is the game for you. Uh, there were we had four people playing this one. It was the first time I had actually played in a four-player game of this. I think last episode I had talked about where I sat down on Saturday and kind of spent most of the day trying to learn the rules and go through a solo game where I played two players. But playing a four-player game and trying to teach this, wow, I I don't even think I was ready for that, and I had read the rules I don't even know how many times, well more than four or five. And there's not, I don't want to say there isn't a lot going on, because there, there is a lot going on in this game. Learning this game kind of reminded me of Kanban, and I think Kanban might have been actually a little easier to learn, especially with some of the additional information that I was able to get from Board Game Geek. But for Clinic, I kind of just went through the rules, played the solo game, went back out to Board Game Geek, found a bunch of forum post under the rules section and kind of just put together my own document that I took with me down to the game store and tried to have that ready in case anybody asked questions or in case we had some of the questions come up that a lot of people seem to be having. And I, when I was going through my solo play, I had a lot of those too. But I mean, as far as gameplay goes, there's only five or six things that you're really doing in like one round and the game's going to last six rounds. And the first thing you're going to do is do your action phase. And during your action phase, you're going to do either a build, a hire, or an admit action. If you do a build action, you're actually going to be able to build two pieces of, of a building or two things. If you do a hire, you're going to be able to hire a doctor and or hire um, like an office worker or a nurse. And then if you do an admit phase, what you're going to do is you're going to be able to admit patients into your kind of like waiting room. Now, the one interesting thing that you have to remember at the end of each action phase is that you will add more patients 
to kind of like the queue of patients that are kind of waiting to get served. So that's coming from the pool that you're creating at the beginning of the game. After that, you're going to take a move action. And what you're going to be able to do is you're going to move any people that you hired into your building. You're going, you can move any patients into your building if you want to and get them into an operating room and try to get them basically serviced and then earn some money for the round. Moving and building are probably two of the trickiest things. And one of the guys texted me the next day, said he was reading through some of the rules because I had told him, you know, since he had played a game, now go read through the rules. And then then when we play next weekend, maybe he would, it would, you know, if we didn't make any mistakes, he could help me, you know, correct any of those. He said we did one thing wrong in movement. I haven't figured that out what that is yet because I haven't gone through the rules myself yet. I've been kind of busy, but I'm going to try to maybe do that tomorrow night because I have a feeling we may may be getting this game back to the table again on Thursday. I was hoping to go down to my local game store yesterday and actually maybe get in a game of this, but I was not able to make it down there yesterday so i have a feeling tomorrow night on wednesday i'm going to be going down there for baseball night and then i'll be down thursday for board game night so we're going to see if we can get clinic to the table again but let's go back through some of the different actions and some of the different things you're going to be doing during during your turn so like i was saying when you do your move you're basically going to be moving any people any doctors that you hired during the hire phase any nurses any patients that you can and want to move in to basically cure them if you have a doctor that's ready for them in the appropriate type of room you're going to be able to move those in there next you're going to have your income where you're basically going to pay out the doctors are going to or the patients pay out based on what color the patients are so one of the interesting strategies you can do is if you have let's say a doctor who's basically available in the psychiatry room but yet you have a patient who are all white you can kind of let their you can take them out of the queue and move them into your waiting room and at the end of each round we'll get to this in one of the later steps it's under the administration phase but at the end of the round one of the things you can do is kind of just let the patient sit there and as long as they're not red in which case they die at the end of the round but you if you have a white patient you can let them sit there and kind of like build up their illness and become a little more desperate for for needing assistance and then once they're worth a little bit more money bring them down into your hospital and and then you'll be able to treat them and get a much better payout because a white patient's only going to give you $8, a yellow is going to give you 12 an orange is going to give you 20 and then a red is going to give you 32 So if you can actually get a couple of yellows and then a red patient in one round, the score that you're going to be able to rack up is that pretty much seems to be kind of the trick, trick of the game. At the beginning of the game, the way I'm thinking, the way I was trying to go about it when I played the four-player game, I was trying to treat a couple of white patients very early on just to get a little bit of extra money so I can build out a few more rooms within my hospital and expand to a different type of service because there's multiple types of services that you can deal with as, as you have multiple patients in different queues that are waiting to get healed. And so I was trying to basically be able to treat multiple patients in multiple rooms at the same time. So I tried to just start off with a couple of white patients in the first round and then build up to some of the higher costing pay or the higher netting patients that will get you the money. Because in the next phase during the expense phase is one of the most important things that you'll be able to do. And that's going to be able to buy points. So during the expense phase, you need to figure out how many doctors you have on the board. And you're going to have to pay expenses for each doctor. And it's based on their color. So pretty much everything in this game is based around the four main colors. The white, yellow, orange, red. Which is basically white is the lowest level. Red is the highest level. So your patients have to match when you're treating them. When a doctor is treating them. You know, your doctor and patient have to match. If not, you need a nurse there to either adjust the color up or down. One color by, you know, for each nurse that you have in the room. You have to go through pay your doctors during the expense phase. You have to pay your office workers. You have to pay for gardens. 
You can then pay for any operating rooms if you used your operating room. And you can also, if you run out of money, you can also sell your popularity points, which basically sell on a one-to-one -one basis, which is, isn't a great thing. Your office workers also can save you money because not only do you need to pay for the patients and everything, you also need to pay for how many rooms you have in the buildings themselves. So that's another thing you need to kind of pay attention to there during the expense phase. And then once you're done with all of your, all of your expenses, so basically the previous round was your income, you're collecting all your income, and you want to keep that income separate from all of the money that you've accumulated in the past few rounds because the only money that you can um, use to actually buy popularity points during that expense phase is the money that you earned during that income slash expense phase. And I was talking to a couple of guys afterwards after we were done playing. We were kind of almost lumping the income and expense phase almost into kind of like one one little action rather than having it in two ones like they do on the little card on the on the card that they give you mainly because it just seems to be a net of you know the two that you're doing anyway and then any extra money that you have there that you've earned income on you can actually buy popularity points right now and this is the only time you can pretty much do that it costs you three dollars for one popularity point i will say there is a couple there are a couple of things i do want to add to the game probably change out the little tokens that we were using for money one there wasn't enough we kind of ran out of the yellow and oranges partway through the game we were even running a little low on reds there i think for a little while but it just seemed like we just didn't have enough money people were trying to swap out having the whole income and expense phase separate than doing the way we netted it netting it seemed to help us out in that we really didn't run out of the yellow you know pieces of money which is the one dollars in the game as much as we did when we were trying to do those rounds separately. So you want to try to judge and estimate how much money you're going to need for the next round as far as purchasing things goes, as several of us, myself included in one round, pretty much sold too much of our money for popularity points trying to get ahead in the game. And then the following turn, we were kind of screwed and were unable to pretty much purchase the buildings that we needed, and it was it was just bad for some of us. There was one of the guys didn't have any money on the second round. I don't think I had pretty much any money on the third round. But then at the end of the game, I was able to come back by netting in, like I was saying, some of the yellow and red paper all in one turn after the expense phase you go through the administration phase and every time I do an administration phase I kind of have to sit there and pull out the book and just do almost like a checklist and make sure I go down and make sure I get everything because there are so many different things happening in the administration phase you're clearing off all of the different buildings and you're updating them your doctors are actually going to if there's a doctor sitting in a laboratory they're actually going to jump up two levels of color if there's a doctor out on the floor they're going to go down a level in color Patients are going to increase in sickness, so they're going to go up a color in level. And if you have a red patient during this right during this round sitting there, they're actually going to die, and you're going to lose three popularity points, which you don't don't want to happen. You're also going to be changing around the player order based on the the popularity points. The person who has the lowest popularity points basically becomes first player, and then it goes up from there. So there's just a lot going on during the administration phase. So, like I said, the game is based around those kind of actions for your different turns in those different phases of the game but there's just so many different things when it comes to buying the buildings and actually building the buildings and what type of modules can be next to each other especially when you start getting into the whole 3d effect and you're building multiple floors what you need below the floor to be able to build above it where the the one round i threw down a helipad because i wanted to try to get an extra entrance wasn't even paying attention that i didn't have anything below there so the following turn i took a build phase right immediately just so i could build something under there just to kind of make it like a legitimate helipad since i had made that mistake i didn't want to take a build action at that turn but i said i will do this just to try to make up for that mistake so our first game here was definitely a learning game we were making several mistakes throughout the game 
but everybody really enjoyed it. Everybody's head hurt a little bit towards the end of the game. It was it was a little bit of a brain burner, but every, like I said, everybody enjoyed it. Everybody wants to play it again. I'm hoping we're going to be able to get it to the table tomorrow, and hopefully we can get another good four-player game of this in, and maybe even get in some new players that didn't get to play with us last week, because I know there are some other people in my group that have been wanting to give this game a go. So that was one of my big games that I pretty much played for the weekend. Almost just about pretty much the only board game I had a chance to play with everything that's been going on. I've been working kind of six days a week here the past couple of weeks, so that's why I'm hoping since that's kind of over with, I can get back to my baseball tomorrow. I can get back to board game night on Thursday. I can also then get back to Pathfinder Adventure card game on Sunday. So there's just a lot going on that I have coming up game-wise. I played some more Pathfinder Adventures. This is the digital game of the Pathfinder Adventure card game that you can get on tablets right now for iOS and Android. I'm playing on my and my wife's Android tablet. I actually, I think it's last week I said I was pretty much on the, the sixth scenario in the second set. So I was finally able to get through that one after trying a couple of times. And then lo and behold, I went to go on to the third scenario pack and didn't realize that it's not even released yet. So the only scenario decks that they have released for the game, even though I've purchased all six of them, as well as the character add-on deck, are the first two. So I've actually finished those two. Um, my three characters that I'm playing with are pretty much coming into their own. They're getting some good cards built up. I'm, I'm still having a great, great fun, great, great, great time with this game. And so I went back through and kind of like the intro scenarios that come with the base game. Uh, there's three, there's three, three scenarios that you can actually play. I actually played through that. I'm actually on the last one of those, the third one, playing it through the hardest level. So I've gone through all three on the first two levels. I've gone through the first two on the hardest level, which is like legendary or something like that. So I'm on the final one doing legendary, which I may try to get in tonight after the podcast real quick. And then we'll see if I can maybe start in doing some of the harder levels on the first two scenario decks and maybe just building up these characters, maybe even a little bit better than what they are. Although I have a feeling if I do that and I really get these characters much stronger when I jump into the third um, scenario deck, it may just be a little too easy. So I'm, I'm kind of a little, a little leery of how to do this. I don't know if I want to do that or if maybe I just want to start maybe a four or five player game and start through with some new characters and then come back to um, my other three characters set once the other scenarios come out. So I'm going to have to see how I do that. But um, I definitely want to get through that third one on Legendary and actually unlock the one card I believe that becomes available. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. I was looking at it last night real quick right before I was going to bed and I was half asleep when I was looking at it. So I'm going to have to look into that. And then over the weekend, I did get in a little Seven Days to Die. I believe I'm level between level 50 and 60 as far as character um, level goes. And I think I'm on day 43 or 44. I have to be on day 44 because I believe I had just had my last fight with the zombies on day 43. So I believe I'm on day 44 right now. And I actually killed, I think, the horde of zombies on day 43 in pretty much record time. My, my building and my base is pretty much all brick wall now. It's it's completely upgraded to brick. Some is even concrete. I have tons of weapons on me now, but I seem to be extremely low on ammunition. I'm always running out of bullets, and when you're fighting the feral zombies, even the shotgun or a pistol doesn't really seem to do much damage when you hit them in the head with that. They just seem to take forever to kill. And it seems like the trick that I've been using lately is going down into my under underground bunker putting up the hatch and kind of just sitting there with my huge, huge sledgehammer and just whacking away at all the zombies above me until they start falling down on top of me, which occasionally does happen. And then I take those couple ones out and then I just stand there and go back halfway up the ladder and keep swinging and 
just trying to do damage to the zombies. I have no idea how how you're supposed to fight the amount of zombies they send after you, especially with the ferals just requiring so much damage to be done to them. I mean, it's it's insane. I can put rounds of shotgun shells into them, and it doesn't even seem to phase them whatsoever. So I may need to do some research as to what the trick is to take down some of these stronger zombies. Even the even the police zombies that were shooting or throwing the the like acid at me which reminded me of something like on a Mortal Kombat or something, those are even going down a little bit easier than the Ferals. The Feral Zombies are just completely, just com- uh, really, really difficult to kill. So that's something I'm going to have to maybe look on, but I spent a lot of time with Seven Days to Die, I think on Saturday and Sunday. I don't even know how many days I had actually played through. I had built uh, my first mini bike, I believe, and then I had gone out hunting and gathering some resources, and when I came back, I had left my mini bike kind of like in my little garage area to my little bunker area, and it was gone. I don't know what happened to it. No zombies had come through. It was literally just missing. It was just wasn't there. So I had to build a whole nother mini bike, which kind of bummed me out because I don't know if the second mini bike was as good as the first mini bike that I had built, but it was still good enough to get around in. I will say the mini bike in this game is a complete game changer. It completely changed getting around in the game and makes the game just that much more fun having the mini bike and just being able to travel in the game and find bigger cities, larger cities. I'm now just expanding my compass completely out as far as how far I can reach in one day and it's just it's it's like, like I told one of my buddies when I was playing some Shroud of the Avatar as well this weekend but I didn't play too much of that so I'm not going to talk about that too much but when I was talking to him I said the mini bike is definitely a game changer I couldn't believe how much it actually had just changed the way the game played so all right those are the games I played for League. let's chat a little bit about a few of the games that I want to play on Kickstarter this week I had just mentioned Clinic from a little designer Alban Viard he has another game out on Kickstarter Tramways Trains, Passengers, and Happiness in the 20s. So this is his first pickup and deliver game that he's actually put together. And I backed this immediately. I was extremely bummed when I saw that there were only 25 backers that could do the $99 or more for the venture capitalist to get your name on the board. I would have done that in a heartbeat. I probably would have paid a little bit more than 99 for that one. But by the time I had noticed this one was out there, all those 99 had gone extremely quick. Uh, right now, there's only 347 backers, but we've reached the goal. Um, his goal was only 19,000. It were over 21,000 right now um, as far as the goal goes I'm really interested to see what type of kind of unlocks we can get for this um, considering how good and how much I really like clinic and how good of a designer I think he is I really can't wait to get this one to the table and I'm really excited to actually be a part of this Kickstarter when I saw it I backed it pretty much immediately so if you're looking for a heavy euro you like um, you just like a really good game that's going to make you think definitely check out this tramways that's on Kickstarter right now I have a feeling this game is going to be a very good game and from reading some of what it says about the project this could be like some of his other games in that there may not be a lot of these printed. So I'm, it'll be really interesting to see how much of this game actually gets printed because I know Clinic is a game that is very hard to get. And I was extremely happy when I was able to actually get one of those for myself. Then there's also another little game on Kickstarter. And I seem to be talking about Kickstarter a lot the past couple of days, but there's just a, some decent games coming on Kickstarter here recently that um, I'm just kind of really interested in. Uh, the other game is a game that I've actually talked about, the digital game, probably a long time ago on the podcast when I was playing this one, and that's called Plague, Inc. They're actually coming out the board game. This one has uh, quite a few more backers than the tramways that I was just talking about. This one has well over 2,500 backers and is making a little bit more money. This almost se- 
seems like a reverse pandemic type game in that just like in the the digital game, you're not trying to cure disease. You are the disease and you're trying to spread across the board and across the, the population in the world as much as possible and just try to cause as much chaos as you can in the world by basically mutating and becoming a better and stronger type of virus and just infect more of the world. It was really, really interesting. I was watching a couple of the videos on this one and this one looks pretty cool and I actually may be backing this one as well or I may actually wait for this one to come into um, retail. I'm not too sure yet. I have to wait and see some other games that I'm actually eyeing up and how they're actually going to fall in my order of list of want and what I want the most. Um, but Plague Inc. is definitely another one. I've played the heck out of the digital game on my phone. I've had a lot of fun with it. I've actually purchased several of the expansions on my phone actually for the game as well and I've actually put some money into it so I think with this coming out to be a board game and it seems to be a pretty good recreation of the actual digital game this one could be a pretty good hit and this is one I'm definitely keeping my eye on as well so that is Plague Inc that's on Kickstarter as well right now so those are a couple of the games I played for the week and a couple of the games that I want to play. And I think that is going to be it for episode 115. Thanks for joining me, everybody. As always, send me some emails. Let me know what you're playing now. You can send those emails to what I'm playing now at gmail.com. You can also join our board game geek guild, and that is 2440. And Twitter, we are at what I'm playing now. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Facebook, just do a search for what I'm playing now. On Google Plus, it's plus.google.com slash the plus sign. What I'm playing now podcast. And then, of course, our Twitch channel, which is twitch.tv slash what I'm playing now. Okay, everybody, thanks for joining me. I'll be back next week with another episode of the podcast. And then, of course, quite a few more games to talk about since we have a lot going on. But until then, have a great week, everybody. And as always, go play some games and don't forget to then let me know what you're playing now. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you later. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye.